Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 164 of the High Sensitivity Podcast, and thank you for listening. If it's your first time here, we talk about video game and movie news, as well as we watched or played over the week. My name is Barry, along with my co-hosts. My name is Craig. Still have not beaten Tears of the Kingdom. (laughs) My name is also Craig. Also still haven't beaten Tears of the Kingdom. Um, Did get through the Final Fantasy demo, though. That counts, right? Ooh, yes. That's something beaten. (laughs) Yeah. Mark it off. Boom. Yeah, by the time you guys see the video version, we will be... I don't know, drowning in Final Fantasy 16. Mm. Is that the drowning? Something yes. like drowning that. in it. Yeah. That's actually we're also not drowning in this week is the news because there isn't a lot. At least that was lion. smart. I like that. <laughs> that yeah. was that was such a yeah. good transition. I love it. <laughs> that was a top tier transition for sure. Yep. Thank you. You know, I've I didn't even plan it. It just kind of came out of <laughs> yeah. my mouth. So Those I'll are the best ones. It. Yeah. yeah the ones are. I don't plan. Yep. Yeah. First up is going to be Starfield uh, has come out about some of the specs. Starfield is going to be locked at 30 frames a second, 4K on the Series X, but at 1440p on the Series S. Uh, Todd Howard confirmed there is no fidelity or performance mode. You, whatever console you're playing on is what you're stuck on. I didn't see much about the computer portion of things, though, because it's usually a lot more customizable on computer. But... Uh, that nevertheless made a lot of people angry because they want higher frame rates on their games at this point. And I know at one point we were all told like, okay, 40, 4K and 120 frames a second would now be the new standard. Yep. And now we're we're still, you know, we're years into the console cycle at this point. And it's still one, it, we're still not even close. It's still 30 frames a second. That's what you're going to get. Yep. Yeah. But does this does this really matter to any of you guys? Like, or does it? Not to or is me. It just like, uh, yeah, or is it just? I always, uh, I always do uh, fidelity when I have the option. Anyway, yeah, like I've mm-hmm. always done that. Except if I'm playing like, a, like a Souls game, then I go performance. Um, but yeah, I mean, nah, I'm not too worried about it. I guess it, it, I do agree with you though that we were sold on 4K 120 hertz. You know, 120 frames per second was like the thing and we're definitely not getting it we probably never will honestly yeah or at least not to like like the very end of the console cycle yeah and like none of us were really exactly you know counting down this game either it doesn't necessarily destroy my highest hopes for the highest game that i've wanted to play on my list right but you know it's still not the best news yeah, and all we can really do is just hope that the like it's going to have to focus on the game. Like the game itself is going to have to be enough for us to, you know, find be happy with really because if like even then like 60 frames seems to be like what people are going for right now and just to hear that it's mm-hmm. even half of that is just like okay, well, this game better look pretty, which the trailers as such showed that it is a good-looking game, but I'm not right. sure mm-hmm. how. You know, and you really won't know until you start playing it, until we get more out of it, despite the fact that there was an entire direct, you know, Starfield presentation yeah. for it. Yep. Um, doesn't it uh, prove the... Remember how when we first saw footage of it, we were talking about how we didn't like the actual gameplay or how clunky it looked when they were showing, like, the, the shooting nature? It does kind of explain that a little bit more as well. Yeah. As to why it looked... It looks better like than that. we saw last year. Correct. It does. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. It does. So they've definitely put the work in. 
Next up on my end is going to be the Overwatch story stuff is apparently paywalled. So <laughs> we did get, you know, and this is a follow up from last week where we did get a trailer with Overwatch showing that story missions were going to be available for the game. And now it's kind of come out that instead of like it being like during the PVE times of Overwatch one, it was just free. It was a free update. You could do the, you know, the they weren't story missions, I'd say they were PVE. You could group up with four friends and play through a certain mission of some of some sort. Now, it seems as though you will have to pay fifteen dollars for the first three missions that are supposed to come out later this year of couple things about it at least they did say one mission that they went through took about 30 minutes so that is a it's a hefty mission that's Mm -hmm. it's not you know just single but it does feel a little cheap considering that we were told no we're not getting story mode anymore now we're getting story missions and yeah our game is free to play but if you want to play those story missions you got to pay for it kind of deal where Maybe I would be more willing just to pay 60 bucks and then whatever like updates they come out with that with story missions, I, you know, were included. But that doesn't seem to be the case here. Overwatch is probably looking at themselves and going, okay, you know, nobody's really buying anything. Let's make the story stuff. You got to buy it. You got to buy it. You want to play story with your friends. And who knows if it's something where each person has to buy it or if one person can buy it and then your friends can play with you. That would be kind of a kind of telling to what Overwatch and Blizzard may be trying to do here. If it's something where if us three play together, we each have to spend 15 bucks. That's pretty, I think, pretty steep and also yeah. pretty also yes. pretty, uh, crummy of them to do, considering that they've seemed to have 180 on this like story mission stuff. And not only that, it's like, OK, we're not making it. It's not included. But now you got to pay for it. Just kind of kind of crummy and sucks in my eyes yeah what's the level of degree that they're at now because they like 180 on the story and now it's <laughs> kind of like another half what is it like a 90 degree like where are we at with the degrees in which they're changing around their take on on these story missions so it's i don't know it reminds ahead, me of uh fortnite that's what it reminds me of right fortnite yeah, had kinda, that, yeah. that mode way back in the day that you had to buy and then mm-hmm. but Fortnite's popular, so it's a little different, but still kind of the same thing. They're like, oh, we do have this other mode that we promised, but you do have to pay. I don't remember how much that was, like 30 or 40, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. Yeah, it seems like uh, I get it. It's a way for them to make money if they're not making a whole lot of money. And it probably costs a decent amount to make these story missions. But you said it's only three, right? Yeah, it's the first three story missions, for 15 bucks. So it's, you know, five bucks a mission. So they're going to be making more down the line sounds and like charging it. It Sounds you? like they are. Yeah. Probably. That's going to be the issue or like the, the part mm-hmm. that I have a problem with as well. And yeah. there are these other additions where it's, you know, okay, you can pay 30 bucks and you're going to get legendary skins for certain heroes. And then if you pay $40, you get, you know, the legendary skins plus 20 skips on the battle pass that Overwatch <laughs> does. It just seems like, you know, that's just like, okay, let's milk this for all of its worth. You know, yep. people yep. wanted story mode. People are going to pay for it. That's what it sounds like. I wonder if people will, though. Uh, I'm interested. I, mean, I want to try them. Yeah. I want to try them. Like, that's... Yeah. Okay. It's working. It's working. It's I just working don't care enough about Overwatch to to want to pay money to play a single player. I at least... Uh, yeah, I at least want to try it. I always thought the PvE modes were fun. They just never did enough. Mm-hmm. And... Mm. 
now that I'm hearing that the PvE mode is in there, just in the story mode, and that one of them is like 30 minutes, that's at least some decent amount of content. So, yeah. Sure. We then have, for me, it's just like two smaller stuff, is uh, Fire Emblem for Game Boy Advance is being added to the Nintendo Expansion Pack on June 23rd. Uh, kind of cool, considering that we're now starting to get more of the Fire Emblem games added in. You know, we had the Fire mm -hmm. Emblem mystery or shadow of the shadow dragon thing collector's edition digital only code that was a year or two ago and now we're starting to see them put fire emblem games on like the gba advanced stuff so i am mm. excited to be able to play that just because you know trying to buy a legit copy of that game is more money than i you know want it to be worth to be completely yeah. honest so uh nintendo it feels like is doing their part to kind of curb you know what collectors prices are at least if you pay for this monthly subscription you're at least going to be able to play uh the fire emblem games and not have to pay for a physical one as much as you probably want it still yeah as as someone who's trying to collect super nintendo games like i applaud what nintendo's doing because it's it is i am seeing a little bit of a drop in prices on super nintendo games now and in turn yeah. i would think probably game boy and game boy advance because you can get them on the uh you know the switch online platform so like for me i'm like yeah do more of that like these super expensive yep. games like put those on there which they have some uh, i think earthbound's on there right for super nintendo like that game's mm -hmm. super expensive so like anything yeah. to drop the price because it's been so overinflated for the past i don't know since the pandemic really um is is great in my eyes yeah craig uh what's like since you're you know collecting these games what's like a price that you were like annoyed that you had to pay but like were satisfied when you got it like on, on a game like any game like yeah. just to get a get a feel i don't know it like some of the more expensive ones that i have i got from um just like random people through like facebook marketplace um and awesome. those are all those are always the most satisfying right like there was a a lady locally who was selling like a group of eight of them and I could care less of about any of them except for she had I saw zombies ate my neighbors buried in there. Um, and <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'll, I even some of them I already had. And I was like, I don't even care. Like, I'll just give you the money um, to me. Like, that's what collecting is all about. More so than like going to like we have a, a retro store locally. Like I go there a lot and that's where I get most of them. But it's way more satisfying going to like a, a yard sale or a Facebook marketplace. Fine. Just feels so much better. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah, at that point, it feels like a Pokemon pack almost where, you know, you're just buying a pack mm -hmm. just to get the, you know, get that one card that you're looking for, you know? Right, exactly. <laughs> and then lastly, for me, it's just kind of a bit of the story kind of going on with uh, Cross the Spider-Verse as of the moment. Uh, after watching now the movie three times, just to self-brag. <laughs> uh, again? You went again? I've seen Look it three times. Look at that flex. Yes. Look at that flex. Okay. Uh, but the the movie is oh. now being banned in certain countries because uh, yeah. it's a little cheeky. But uh, Spider Gwen and her universe has a trans flag above her door, and mm -hmm. I guess original moviegoers didn't watch it. And now that it's being pointed out, there are certain countries that are, you know are against tra uh, you know trans in gen mm -hmm. in general that they're banning the movie uh, as a result there. You know, I feel bad for those people because it's nice to have representation in these movies. Uh, exactly. Just too bad that some countries feel the need to, you know, oppress and put their ideas on. People. So yep. 
you know, this movie finds their way into the into the hands of people who want to see it and who want to be, you know, supported anyway. So hopefully those people just don't have to jump through too many hoops. Yeah, is my is, you know, my main concern there. Yeah, it's a shame to see stuff like that. And like, you know, it's 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 to the point where, like, I'm not even surprised anymore when I when I see when I see that level of uh, of hatred and uh, inability to understand, you know, us as humanity. So that's just uh, I hate that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. But that's all the news I have this week. Okay, Um, I only have three and they're not anything like super important but um first one i have is we're getting the i guess first and only dlc for callisto protocol at the end of this month um, final chapter june 27th hey. right um i'll probably end up picking this up why not june 27th for playstation june 29th for everybody else just to kind of clarify they have a 48 hour advance on that um but when i was looking at it i was like are people going to want to go back to this game for this DLC though. Cuz I feel like I mean it reviewed okay, but I don't think it was the hit they thought it was going to be, right? No, I know a lot of people were like essentially utilizing it to get to the Dead Space remake as well. Mm-hmm. So like there's the there's the pro- <laughs> yep. there's the problem. You know, yeah, like I was one of them. <laughs> so I don't know. How how much is it? Uh I didn't I was actually looking earlier. I didn't see a price. Um, I can try and look I'm, it up. I, I'm guessing twenty to thirty bucks. That's yeah. why that's usually the price of a DLC. That's not a twenty. Portion. Mm, all I'm finding is like the season pass was thirty dollars. Hmm. Um, so I don't know if maybe you have to buy that. That might be. Yeah, that might be it. Because I'm not be seeing it. any option except buying the thirty dollars season pass. Hmm. So thirty. And that's depending on how long it is. Uh, that's another thing. It's like Overwatch. Like, all right, is this like a one hour experience? Is it a six hour experience? You know, like 30 is a lot. Yeah. And like, but you know, it's the funny thing you can. It's all relative and horror games. We, uh, we, we hint at it sometimes when we talk about it or when we review one that we do. Like the game for you, Craig, might have been eight hours. Yeah. But like for me, it was like 10 because I'm a big baby. <laughs> so like it's all about yep. if you're one of those people who who get scared easily, you might actually get your time versus money's worth out of it. I don't know. They left the ending a little open, so it could be interesting to see what the DLC is like. Yeah. yeah. Agreed. Um, next one I have is uh, we got to pay, you know, press F for uh, respects here. Um, Xbox is no longer making games for the Xbox One. We are officially done with last gen. Actually, I think that deserves applause more than anything because they should have done that a long time ago. Um, which kind of ties into something else I was thinking about. Um, and this isn't a rant. This is just an honest question. But why the hell are we still making DVDs for movies? Because when I thought about that, I was like, all right, we phased out the Xbox One games. But when I go to like a Walmart or a Target, I still see DVD new releases and it's driving me nuts. So apparently, and um, this is only because I, I, I this is a YouTuber that I watch. Okay. Uh, his name is Films Films from Home, Films Films at Home. Okay. He reviews 4K discs and he shows sales. Surprisingly, there is a lot of sales for mm. DVD and Blu-ray where 4K right. does not sell as much as people would think. 
So I, it's because I DVDs. get that, but like I thought at, at this point, Blu-ray came out how many years ago? Fifteen. Seems like forever. Yeah, right. Probably ten to fifteen years. Like I get. I think we should still have Blu-ray and 4K because I don't think the 4K base is there either. Like I buy exclusively 4K, but I know not everybody's doing that. But yeah. I felt like at this point, everybody should have something that plays Blu-ray movies. And why are we still buying DVDs unless there's a large portion of our population who just don't know any better? Right. And are just like, oh, I just I always buy DVDs. I didn't know there was a better way to watch it. That's the only thing I can think of, because if you look at the general population, the percentage of people who just have a DVD player now has to be like extremely small. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think so, just... too. Just be. Yeah. No, as far as I know, that's the main thing is because DVDs are cheaper to produce mm-hmm. and they actually sell more than 4K. Like Blu-ray still is what sells the most. Those regular yeah. Blu-ray combos. But I guess there's enough of the population that just gets DVDs. That's and so that's crazy. what <laughs> it, it's surprising to yeah. me, too, considering like how quickly everybody jumped ship from VHS over to yeah. DVD. I know. Um, like that. Point. Yeah, like VHS, the moment DVD came out, died. You know, it was quite a quite a quick death for Mm -hmm. VHS. But since then, you know, we have all these disc formats and uh, they all seem to be thriving other than the newest one, the the better one, apparently. Do you think uh, part of the reason would be that you can still buy a DVD and, for instance, put it in your PlayStation 5 and it's still going to play? As opposed to back in the day when you went to DVD, you had no way to play your VHSs anymore. Right. Yeah, probably. That 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 was over. That's probably that's probably part of it. Like you can still I can still put, uh, you know, um, John Wick just came out. I could buy that on DVD and put it in my Xbox and it'll play. It'll look like crap, but it'll play. Yeah. So maybe that's why. I I don't know. It just blows my mind. I don't know. I could tell you somebody who is contributing to the problem. (laughs) right here are you buying dvds i just recently purchased a dvd player for my parents because that is what they have the majority of it could play blu-ray and dvds okay but like i bought it and also like contributed some of the dvds that my wife and i either have duplicates for where we like had them like before we were dating and we brought them in together Mm -hmm. because i Hopefully, my hope is that my parents do transition to blu-ray slowly with the movies that they decide to buy but they do have they do have DVDs and some of them from even when I was back in, you know, 10th grade. So I, there's people right. out there still watching them um, and probably still transitioning to the Blu-ray error. Yeah. So to speak. Yeah, I guess that's just it's I don't know. Every time I think about it, it just blows my mind that DVD still yeah, exists no, right. out there in the wild. Um, and then the last thing I wanted to bring up, um, I asked Barry if he was going to bring this up and he said no. So I will. Uh, I, we have to talk mm. about the One Piece trailer, the live action Netflix show. Oh, my God, what a train wreck. <laughs> I don't even like I have no experience with the actual anime One Piece, but I know of it. And just watching that trailer, I was like, this this cannot be for One Piece fans. This cannot be what they want, right? I, right? I don't think so. I'll be, <laughs> like, I'm not even a One Piece fan. Like, right? I'll be the first oh. one to say I don't even watch One Piece. But. I, I did get an expert opinion from my brother, who is a okay. One Piece guy, and was like, why? Why why are they doing He just tells me, why are we doing this? Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's a fair point is to 
it's a cash grab. They're hoping that all the One Piece fans decide to get a Netflix subscription to try and support the show, even though it does not look good. It does not. I, I shouldn't say it doesn't look polished yeah. at, uh, at the moment with this. It could be good, um, but we just run into the same issue of trying to adapt anime into live action almost never s- seems to work out the way we want. Cowboy right. Bebop, you know, okay. kind of a failure in a lot of in a, in a yeah. lot of areas there. So Death Note and and that was canceled. Yeah, Death Note, which apparently Oof. they're also working uh. on doing again. Oh, really? From what, what I understand, yes. I saw they're also they're also what? working on a live action Avatar as well. The Last Airbender. Yeah, I, I do have a little bit more uh. faith in Avatar than anything else. Yeah. Uh, I'll be completely <laughs> honest. Okay. Um, but that's where it's just like we continue to try and. And I, I'm I'm gonna say this plainly: Americanize like anime mm-hmm. into these live action things, and that's just not how it works. Yep. You know, it the reason that stuff works is because it's really hard to do with CGI and you know live action people. Uh, like, and to bring it kind of full circle again, imagine trying to do Spider Verse with live action people. Like, yep. the yeah. I, I just don't think it works as well. Um. You know, as a regular, you know, Spider-Man movie, I think the Spider-Verse works because uh, or that, you know, Miles Morales Spider-Man works because it's animated yeah. in a way. So that's, that's just me personally. Most definitely. And I think that's mm-hmm. the same thing that we're running to here where, you know, I anime is in general weird, <laughs> I'll admit. Uh, and One Piece is strange with superpowers that make people stretchy uh, and, you know, f- crazy swordsman like type stuff as well where it's more about like that you can usually depict emotion with like color and things like that in anime where in live action you know they're just going to get a grundled grizzly voice and they're going to yell probably (laughs) yeah like the dragon ball movie yeah dragon ball and that's even another another option there that one was a failure so it's like everything we've tried has not been like looking very good and like and also with it too, like Ghost in the Shell. Like, I didn't mind the movie, but that yeah. one was also a colossal flop. So it's like there's no. It doesn't feel like we're hitting any of the parts of trying to Americanize anime as much as these people want to. But that's unfortunately what we try to do is they we look at it and go, that's a cash grab. Let's see if we can get them to do it. I do think Avatar: The Last Airbender could probably prove a little bit more useful. Because that okay. one's a bit more grounded, I want to say. That being said, do you guys think we did find success in the one and only Detective Pikachu? Uh, yeah. I like Detective Pikachu, but that was based off of a video game. Yeah, true. That was. Oh, so, okay, yeah. So technically, okay. Yeah, and so there it were doesn't... humans in it. Yeah, and there were humans well, and CGI. There were humans in it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I have no pull with One Piece, so like. It could be good, but I just I don't know. The general consensus when I was kind of looking stuff up was most people are like, "This looks awful. Why would you do this?" But I guess if it, if people tune in to watch, which let's be honest, most people probably will at least one, at least just ten, fifteen try it, minutes. At least yeah, just try yeah, it. that's all they want, right? Because then they can be like, "Oh, look, we had a hundred million people watch this first episode. That means it's it's a success or something." Exactly. Yep. <laughs> That's all I have. All right. I got a couple of small things. Um, The first one is, as we know, Spider-Man 2 is coming out um, on the 20th of October. 
pre-order information recently released, and I wanted to not rant, but continue the ongoing talking point on this on this podcast, which is the collector's edition does not feature a physical disc. Yep. And I just I just love talking to you guys about how how much we love physical disc. I'm just going to be honest. This is a selfish news. Yep. Um, does anybody so want my physical disc? Does any uh, will does anybody want? Sorry, my digital edition. And I'll trade them for a physical. <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I want physical. Yeah. I I, I, I guess you guys. Device. Yes, that's what I, that was actually going to be my next question because I lo- I really actually do love talking to you guys about this. I usually text you guys about this, but <laughs> are you getting are you getting the collector's edition and the physical? Are you getting the deluxe? Are you getting the regular? What are we doing? What I'm are not we buying doing? Either. I I I'm getting Barry? both. I have the I Barry have the, always I'm buys both. <laughs> I have I have the I have the email. I got the collector's edition pre-ordered. It makes I, I'll me be honest, so it was, angry. It was all on a whim. I'm gonna be completely honest with you. Barry. Like I just I went in there. I got in line, and I was like, <laughs> "Oh, I can get it. Is it really this easy?" And it was. So I just all right. Here's the thing. This is why we talk about this. <laughs> I just under, I don't understand the thought process of buying the collection is what 250 30 230 okay. around 250 with tax. Right. So you're paying $250, which is fine because like I think the statue is cool. Like I think it looks really cool. I'm not yeah. buying it personally, but like I I get it. But then to turn around and spend another 70 just because you want a physical disc at that point blows my mind. Like if I wanted that collector's edition if i wanted that statue so bad i would live with the fact that i have a digital code and i will go buy it two years from now when it's 9.99 used or something you know what i and mean may- and maybe that's what i should do you should i just didn't do that <laughs> yeah. with horizon you're spending all. over 300 dollars. <laughs> but also like i was able to sell like my okay. digital version of horizon to pay okay. for the to, to pay for it like that's, that's what i need that, that that's makes what I'm sense that's a good idea about. yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, i was able to my one <laughs> buddy is nice. it. yeah <laughs> my one buddy's getting the like he has the digital ps5 okay so i just he, he'll get the physical and then i'll just give him my digital code and he'll give me the physical disc okay. that's what i did with horizon that's what i meant that makes I, sense i i should have not said bought buying both but right. i'm i'm going i'm going to pawn off the digital code i mean you both have that, done it craig with your Zeldas. <laughs> yeah. I and in all fairness, Barry's Barry's last uh, you know, two minutes of conversation has almost convinced me to do it. I'm actually oh writing down so, give to friend in exchange for physical. Like I no, I like I like that idea. And the statue is what got me, and it's usually what gets me on these collector's editions now, which annoys the heck out of me. Because I can only justify $90 of this purchase in the statue, but I want that statue because that one actually looks good because some haven't in recent collector's editions with other games. But that one looks freaking good. Like, yeah. it looks really, really, really good. I just hope it's made out of, like, good <laughs> materials as well. Like, that's usually the where, you know, the, the difference between the collector's editions that, like, America does and, like, the statues and stuff that I can buy from Japan. Like... Yeah. There, yeah. there is a big quality difference, and even in something like Horizon, where I don't regret spending the money I did, but if you take that statue and then something that's probably around half the price of that without needing the game or anything like that with statues, some of the other ones that I buy, like the quality is much different. It's 
more resin and stuff like that rather than plastic, which yeah. I just hope this isn't all just plastic. It probably yeah. will be. Yeah, it probably is. I just continuously but. tell myself that I don't have room, right? I'm always like, I look at there these clutch positions. I'm like, where am I going to put this? You know, like I, I don't have space. Um, I don't remember the last time I bought a big collector edition. Honestly, it's been years. Was wait, you didn't you didn't get a um, Horizon Forbidden West collectors, right? Okay. No, he didn't. He hates Horizon. I didn't even buy That's the game. Right. <laughs> That's right. Um, game five for the win, baby. Sponsor me. Yeah, <laughs> please, please save us all money. <laughs> but you know, it'd be if something. You... Go, oh, ahead. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was going to ask if if there was like if if he would get like the like if Dead Space had a collector's edition no. and you okay I'm trying to find a collector's edition for Craig. I didn't Alan even Wade. buy <laughs> no, I didn't even buy the Final Fantasy VII one. No, it would have to what be like it? something like spectacular would have to pop up for me to consider it because I just see like the price tag on these things are so insane anymore. They are. Um. There was a, I don't remember if you remember the game, uh, Lord of the Rings War of the North came out like 360 PS3 era. Um, and that one came with like a, it was a big, it was like this big and it was Gimli being held by a, uh, like an ogre, at like a resin statue. And I bought that and that with the game was like a hundred bucks. Yeah, it's different. And now yeah, it's well, like 200 it three hundred fifty dollars sometimes for these collector's editions i'm like there's no way i'm not no way i, I just don't like it's gonna sit somewhere yep. behind me here and i'm gonna have to dust it and i'm gonna hate my life every time i dust it so why do i need it fair yeah. enough <laughs> but i get like i don't hate on people who buy it i just don't i've talked myself out of those purchases anymore Smarter man than we are, it sounds like. Start smarter man. Yeah, because like yeah. to be honest, after this recording, I might I might buy it. Oh my god. The collector. Can you still get I it? I might. It might be I, up probably still. not. Probably not. I looked at it yesterday and I was like, nope. If it's meant to be, you'll try like tomorrow or the next day and it'll be available. Because I couldn't believe like you like you, Barry, I couldn't believe that. It was just like it was, you know, pick me, no lines, no. Yeah you know, trying to wait for a specific time for it to like re, re become available again. I couldn't believe it. So I did have to wait. Like, uh, oh, okay, I was okay. just, I, I was just reminded and I knew it was from PlayStation direct. And to be fair to them, they have a good pre-ordering system. Yep. If they the do. site's busy. They, they put you in a queue. They tell you how long it said like, Oh, it's going to be a couple hours. So I closed my phone and I was like, nah, I'm not waiting a couple hours. I don't care anymore. Mm -hmm. I randomly opened my phone. It probably about 15 minutes later. And the, the site was up. I could scroll through it. I could add it to cart. And there was like a good 30 second internal debate on whether or not I should <laughs> buy it or not. But yeah. um, I I am the Miles Morales freak as of the moment. So I guess even though he's a little Correct. tiny portion of this statue, like I have to admit, I'm not looking to resell it. But Marvel stuff's resells for a crap ton. Mm -hmm. um, I could probably sell this statue for $300. And, and if if I ever wanted to, it's not my goal to let me make that clear. I don't like to be the person who buys stuff and resells it. But right. yeah, Mar Mar Marvel fanboys are crazier than Kingdom Hearts fanboys. True. Just, a, just an opinion. Truth. Yeah. Not buying yeah. the chair. <laughs> Buy the chair. <laughs> not buying the chair. I'll, I'll trade the chair for the statue. 
I almost bought the <laughs> the Diablo Seeker Lab chair that was like five hundred bucks. So I guess they still get me Ooh. some places, you know. But yeah, I didn't. it's all about willpower. It's all about yeah. willpower, rationale, and stuff like I have that. None. You know what I mean? I have none. I also t I also tell myself that my favorite hobby is video games, and I yep. live, eat, and breathe it. I play it, and then I I also do an extracurricular Sunday podcast that I love because of video games. You know, mm -hmm. so. Like that's that's what I that's why I end up buying these. I'm like, well, you like it a lot, well, a lot, a lot. It's that stupid steel book, too. It's stupid <laughs> yeah, steel book, only steel in the books. collector's edition. Everybody yeah. loves steel books now. Yeah, they do. Like it, it's Every, the everyone loves thing. steel books. I guess, like, if I step back and look at it, like you guys are spending a lot, and I'm not on those, but like, I'll drop like the other day. I just no thought dropped thirty bucks on a on a uh, complete like box copy of Barkley shut up and jam for super Nintendo. So like that stuff adds up as well, you know, where I'm just like, mm. Oh, 30 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And I don't even think about it. And then that, you know, if that's like an every weekend thing for me. Like it adds up. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the moral of the story is listeners and watchers do what you love. <laughs> yeah. Buy what do you want. what you love within reason. Huh. Yeah. Don't, reason. don't send yourself into debt. Don't, you know, right cause your credit yes. card issues and stuff if you can't pay for it <laughs> exactly yeah. um the other thing i had was more of a question it was just if any of you guys saw something from the ubisoft or capcom showcases because i know we filmed before the capcom one and the ubisoft one right did mm -hmm. you see anything you liked um besides skull and bones having an open beta on august 25th through 28th did you guys see anything that you absolutely loved yes so was i what I was just what was, it? was it Avatar? N no, <laughs> that looks terrible. <laughs> no, um, the only thing that caught my eye was surprisingly was the uh, Assassin's Creed in VR. Yeah, I was like, yeah, you know what? Yeah. Like that could be kind of fun. Like yeah, I might actually sickness. buy that for the Oculus. That, that motion sickness, though. Oh, boy. oh sickness. I know. Oh, I know. But like, part of me is just like, you know, that could be very cool. Assassinating people. That could VR. be our Craig, Craig remembers the whole climbing for me in population <laughs> one. Yeah, like, you were so oh, sick. That, that would be that would be every time you start climbing and have to pull yourself yep. up to a legend. Assassin's Creed. Yep. For me, I like having a better idea of what Pragmata is. Yep. That delay. Yeah. is huge. It is a mm -hmm. huge that is. delay. But yep, that is um, I am a lot more interested in what Pragmata is now. Now that I have mm -hmm. an idea that you're playing as this for a lack of a better term dead space type character in a suit with a, a girl looks like you know hanging on your back and stuff like that so it and she seems to have special powers too that getting delayed that much is kind of unheard yeah, of but that i is. guess maybe what they're trying to do is be safe and if they get it ready earlier they can yeah. have it out by 2024 but to put like a question mark is is like unheard of <laughs> They're going to um, shadow yeah. drop it is what they're going to yeah. do. It's going to sneak yeah, we'll up see. on us. They're going to be like, it's out next week. Hey, work for high fry rush. Yeah, I was, I, I was sad, Barry. That's actually the one I was going to mention too. I was very sad to see that because I, I remember Pragmata and being very interested in the original stuff they showed us, but we'll, you know, we got a lot of stuff to play till they drop it. So yeah, um, I do have higher I also like from the, Mirage too. Yeah. yeah Mirage I, looks good. Like, yeah. Gameplay Old from Mirage school. looks good. Back to the basics. Let's figure out again why we are Assassin's Creed fans in general. Oh, I'm not. Like that's, but I still want to play well, it. <laughs> yes, Dude, there, there we go. Now. Huh? Yeah. 
And then um, for me, also Path of the Goddess, just more of that looks great. That game looks yeah. so colorful. I'm, I'm a big color guy in terms of like uh, color and color music. Guy. Huge, huge, <laughs> huge, huge color guy. Huge. Color and music, man. Color and music will get me to play games even I semi-hate if yep. they can get me with both of those things. So that was also what I wanted to throw out there as excitement. Other than that, they were just showcases. <laughs> you know, yeah, nothing too whatever. new. That's but then let's me. yeah, let's go ahead and talk about the games we got to play. Yeah, uh, I imagine we've all either finished or played the Final Fantasy 16 demo. Finished. It. Let's uh, go. Oh. Did, did I mention how last week or I know I texted you guys about it. Did we talk about how? Hmm? How what? Hoa, sorry. Hoa. I did. Hoa. <laughs> I told I told you both to play it last week. Yeah, and I played it. Yeah, but you didn't okay. talk about it yet. You okay, did text well, me and say you played it. Yes. Okay. So I have that one as well. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, though, I haven't played many other games this week. This was a, okay. kind of a calm before the Final Fantasy 16 story. It really is. <laughs> let's let's go. I did finish the Final Fantasy demo. Um, I can't remember if I talked about it before, but I started playing more uh, Hypnospace Outlaw on the PC. Um, and then... Uh, as you both all know, my quest to learn Japanese is like two years deep at this point. Um, I went ahead and bought the Learn Japanese to Survive on Steam, and I started playing that as well. That I sounds hear about that. Yeah, that sounds great. <laughs> yeah. So I also finished the demo for Final Fantasy 16. Uh, because of the Capcom showcase, I also tried the Ghost Trick demo. Mm-hmm. They spent like 25 minutes on that and then i don't know if i'm embarrassed or not because i should be doing other things with it but i i played fuga 2 melodies of steel oh god started that on the game, furry game the furry game yeah and I, I don't know i don't know how i feel about like me choosing <laughs> to do that so it's got an interesting cover art it does it caught my eye and i was like oh that looks interesting and i looked into it more and i went no never mind but what what about Zelda? Are you farther in Zelda? How many hours? A uh, hundred and ten. Oh my god! And I am done with the fourth temple. Just, I just finished beat the, the game. I just beat. Jesus. I, I just beat the. I just beat the fourth temple literally yesterday. Oh my god! And are you going to beat it before Final <laughs> Fantasy comes out? I have decided. No, he won't. And accepted. <laughs> That I will not, but I am going to enjoy this game <laughs> as I as I power through Final Fantasy 16. I do have some summer left, and I will finish this game before the rush of the fall is what I have decided and accepted. Okay, okay. I'm okay with it. I mean, I'm still burning majority of my time in Yakuza, so like I feel your pain. Where I'm yeah. just like I'm enjoying these games so much that like I don't care that you know there's. The Yakuza Zero, I think there's like 14 chapters. I'm on chapter eight and I'm at like 45 hours. I'm just like, I'm just love having it. a blast. You know what I mean? Like I'm doing all the side stuff. It's great. It's good. Do time. what you love. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'll talk about. Uh, so I guess I'll talk about Hoa. Yeah. First before uh, before getting into it. Uh, Craig's absolutely right. I, I really liked Hoa. It is mm-hmm. a like fun kickback. Music is good. It's real good type game. <laughs> 
everything was really nice and I was having a lot of fun <laughs> until the end. the end where uh, and the end is not that it's not fun. I do right. like the twist that it puts onto it. It doesn't I guess it, what I should be saying is like it didn't make the game like any worse for me, but the way they moved the camera made me sick. Um, I have to like brain. Yes, I have to like tilt my head and my brain needs to I'm I'm literally hanging on my couch upside down or the controllers upside down and I'm playing it, it. you know, with with all these different things, trying to get through the one section, the very last section of the game is where like, oh, these puzzles were easy and they're kind of still easy, but your brain needs to be able to handle um, everything backwards and upside down everything backwards and it's not even the backwards portion it's like when you're 75 degrees tilted in the dutch (laughs) angle yep and it's i'm i now need to hold the analog stick sideways in order to go (laughs) forward if i hold it down i'm jumping it's all over the place but Mm -hmm. as you know as you mentioned craig the music's really good and i i I enjoyed my time with hoa like even like after i was done with it my brain could calm down and i was like okay it is (laughs) Just know, like, it's a fun, relaxing game. And then at the end, your brain has to, like, suddenly go into overdrive. Yep. My my brain was like, buddy, we were relaxing. We were chilling. <laughs> and now you're now you're throwing like trigonometry at me. Yep. <laughs> I was doing algebra and now I'm on trig. So, oh, my God. We were just painting circles and now you want us to go into advanced math. What are we doing? Yeah, exactly. It's exactly how I felt. But I, I did. I did enjoy the simple like jumping around collecting of stuff just because that's not most games now require you to do seven different things. This game, you know, has a couple little mechanics that you learn and kind of fe- kind of go with the platforming is pretty reliable. There are some points that I didn't understand where like I would jump up in the air, but I wouldn't move side to side like you would just jump mm-hmm. and not go anywhere, even though I was tilting it. But it almost never cost me or frustrated me to the point of me quitting. Right. Hoa. Hoa. Oh, great. Great game. Great game. Starting Planet of Lana this week as well. Okay, that's a good one, too. All right. But uh, I I was going to say, do we want to just get into Final Fantasy 16 or do we? I think so. Okay. Final Fantasy 16 demo. Let's do it. Let's do it. a lot of hype around this game and the internet yep. as well. Uh, yep. I I was more, and I guess I'll split it into two parts, the challenge and then the demo portion. Sure. Um, the demo portion, I was a little w- lukewarm on. I do think the story is pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, you can, excuse me. You can definitely tell this is very Game of Thrones inspired. It's like they were developing yeah. this game and they were like, you know what? Game of Thrones would be a good option here. And, it's it's very clear that you know you have a kid whose mother doesn't like him because he's not blessed by the gods and then the one that's blessed by the gods is always sick mm-hmm. and you gotta you know the older brother that's not sick has to protect the brother blessed by the gods without a human power and it has to protect <laughs> him as his shield you know simple stuff like standard that. stuff standard yeah. stuff and, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. standard stuff i the reason i was more lukewarm on it is because i thought the I did think like the the combat was a little bit bland uh, just because it is very easy and simple in the beginning. But then when you did the idea, uh, the icon challenge uh, where you get to start with more of the abilities of the of some of the other icons, the combat is so much more fun once you learn that. So 
the the only thing going into Final Fantasy 16 that kind of worries me is that the combat may be a little bit bland to start off with, but it eventually gets, you know, it eventually will, and it will eventually get to where I want it to go with, like, the fun, rapid-paced, devil-may-cry sort of stuff going on. Right. Uh, yeah, a, pacing. Uh, yeah, it's it, it looks to be a, it was a very good demo in my eyes, just because it made me all the more excited for that. And that ending, man, it, it feels like that ending was meant to be part of, like, the the full game, not the demo. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's, that's how I felt. And it was like, OK, like we're going for shock value. I like it. I'll do it. Mm hmm. There's yeah. um, I go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I was going to say that I, I just wanted you guys to know. I don't know where I saw it, but like when they were developing the game, they were watching Game of Thrones like they were actually it was like a company <laughs> decision to have them watch at least the first couple of seasons of Game of Thrones while they were creating this in order to get the feel that they were looking for. And it was because they saw the success of how Game of Thrones was able to captivate audiences and literally make Sunday important again, like Sopranos did and like other shows like that. So like that was actively part of the process, the creation process there, which is why we saw like literally a Ned Stark. We saw like a sickly, what would, like version of I don't know if you would call that Arya or yeah a brand a brand thank you thank you I'm forgetting the Stark children so like that's why we literally saw like a representation of like everything surprised I remember that (laughs) yeah you remember the most important character in all of Game of Thrones there (laughs) but we but we had a Cersei the mom was essentially Cersei who just doesn't care about one of her kids as opposed to the like you know because that was Cersei's deal she cared about her kids the most so that's why we saw like a representation the way we did there. Um, but like I I liked it. I was on board, but I also have read and watched Game of Thrones in its entirety. So like this is this is kind of my jam, you know, like in terms of what you're able to present. I know Craig and I had some qualms or hesitancies about the time period and setting because that's not right. our favorite Final Fantasy t- like kind of setting. But like, I don't know, the they did it for me in this um and i'm glad that the abilities do open up because like i was just like oh am i just supposed to shoot fire for 65 hours and and, you know like am i just supposed to do that so i'm glad that that opened up as well those are my initial thoughts um craig i'm sorry to interrupt you there no you're good um there's a couple things that like i think the demo's good there's a couple things that make me nervous about the game calling itself final fantasy one being that you're only ever going to control one character. That's it. Like kind of, it's like, eh, are we, are we really a final fantasy game anymore? And like, I did some, I was like doing some digging and they were saying that like, Oh, well you will have different people that will help you out. But the majority, like the, the idea of this game is you are playing as one person and telling their story. Um, I believe they said it's like 30 hours to beat the game. So it's not like a typical, like 80 hour final fantasy. Yeah. Game. Um, the other thing that, again, I, I had to do some digging. The icon battle right in the uh, demo where mm-hmm. you're fighting uh, and you're like flying along and shooting the fireballs. Um, when I did some digging, I did find, you know, they were saying that like, oh, there's going to be different things you do in each battle. Right. It's not always just going to be like a. I mean, that, that one was literally just an on rail shooter. Yeah. Where you're just like spamming the circle button and, and dodging. Um, yeah. 
that kind of makes me nervous a little bit. Like I, I like the idea of what they're going for. And if they can change each one to make one, each one feel different, then I'm okay with that. But in my mind, like, if, is this where we're going to get away from like those typical final fantasy boss battles that we're used to? Right. And we're just going to go to these like QTE scripted events. I don't know how I feel about that in a final fantasy game. Um, it does feel kind of more like a devil may cry than a final fantasy. Um, except for the extremely overly long intro putting me to sleep. And I was like, there's the final fantasy. There's final there's fantasy. All that talking, there's all that talking you love so much. I immediately went back to it. I flashed back to final fantasy 12 and that intro. And I was just like, Ugh. Oh my God. <laughs> that intro yeah. is rough. Um, Ugh. but yeah, I, I, I'm still excited to play it, but I was after playing. I'm like, I don't know if this is going to be like a Final Fantasy game for me, or if this is just like a action game that they slapped the Final Fantasy logo on. I don't know. I'm. It makes me a little nervous that they're just completely, not completely, but getting away from of a lot of what Final Fantasy is at this point you bring up a you bring up a great point because like this could easily just be another game without the final fantasy tag on it Mm -hmm. and like i know we all know that every final fantasy is different anyway so you don't have to play them in order or anything like that it's always a new story but you know the progression you know from turn base to like 12 did something different where like you were walking and like there was auto battling but you had prompts you can do and then you know obviously lightning had a specific like which which final fantasy was that was that 15, 13, 13, 13, 13, 13 sorry 13, yeah. sorry 13 or 13 sorry. 3 yeah yeah <laughs> yeah uh, that yeah that had a great fa- that had a great battle system i think i liked it it was entertaining enough um i know mm-hmm. that there's things people pick at for 13 but like i don't think you could really do with the battle system um and like there's a progression in what they keep trying to do to change the game and make it mm-hmm. more exciting. Meanwhile, half of us are we're just okay with playing eight over again or seven <laughs> over again or nine over again yeah. or whatever. So like I think you bring up a good point. Um it is a main fantasy title, in a final fantasy title. It's not an inspired by or a side story or anything like that. So slapping 16 on this. And what we're going to get is going to be interesting. I'm going to play the heck out of it from start to finish because I'm a Square Enix person back when they were Square Soft. Yep. You know what I mean? So, but I don't know. Like you bring you bring up something that I didn't think about, I think is what I should have said. It, to say it in one sentence. You know what I mean? I think like I their thought process, I can easily follow because we're not our age. Like we're not the general gaming public. So I get that they shift their focus from like, you know what? People don't really like turn-based games as much as we used to. So you do have to make that progression. But I think what they did with Final Fantasy VII Remake is the perfect solution. Like, that's it. That's how you combine turn-based Final Fantasy that we know and make it action enough that the new crowd who didn't grow up with that will still have a good time. I just think they may have gone too far in the action direction with this one i just don't know why they didn't stick with what the final fantasy 7 remake did it, it almost like, feels more like kingdom hearts like yeah combat. yeah yeah um and i do hope like certain things like the qtes were far too easy yeah. like they gave you way too much oh my time. god yeah <laughs> i would like some sort of like god of war type challenge with these yeah. ones where like 
who cares if I fail? It quickly reboots. This is the PS5, so there's yep. really no load times, quote unquote. <laughs> so, you know, if if I fail a QTE that's too quick, just let me restart and I'll eventually get it. Like I really wish that they weren't afraid to um yeah. to like make those things a little bit harder because it's a good like five seconds of paused action to like yeah they give you enough time to look at the controller find the (laughs) r1 button look back up still have enough time to go pick up the pizza that you just ordered two (laughs) minutes ago drive Uh back 15 minutes later to go get your pizza and drive back and then press r1 to dodge um that's how much time they give you they, and that's no joke. Yeah. Just try it. <laughs> it, it. Just try it. It's harder. It's harder to do a QTE sequence in the quarry or until dawn. Yep. It's harder to it's harder to respond and react in that than it is in, well, in they how want much time to, they gave. They want you to fail in those games. Oh yeah, well that does progress. <laughs> just want something a little bit harder. Something just a little, little challenge. It, it More did than feel. One it did feel the game itself felt easy. To yeah. Me. Yeah. I was just like, it It feels like a game that like I could potentially play my whole way through and never have to reload because I died. Like, I that's how I feel. I'm like, oh, man, yeah. this game is going to be like a breeze. And if I'm not feeling the story, am I going to get bored because the gameplay is so easy and the story I don't really care about? That might make yeah. me stop playing it at that point. More um, adult like too. Yeah. Yeah, they literally weird. say the f. They literally weird. say the f word like two minutes in, and then they yep. called somebody a cock, and it's they like, did. all right, let's- yeah, which yeah, is weird like, for right. a Final Fantasy game. Yeah, it's yeah. yeah, but that that's how we know like it's inspired by Game right. of Thrones. Like you right. know, everybody's cursing and calling each other cocks, and there's yeah. more yeah. women's there's more women straddling men. Yeah, in the, yeah, in, in, yeah, the type so yeah, many in, in this game. Yeah, like the guy. Like, <laughs> yep. <laughs> Yep, that's that threw me yeah, off. Like there was two instances yeah, of women doing that yeah. in the first like ten minutes, and I was like, yeah, the guy you? who, the guy who becomes the Titan, yep. like that one scene where he was holding her up against the wall, and I was like, are they gonna like pan away, or is like what's going on here, <laughs> yep, man? Yep, yep, definitely. Living room. Definitely Game of Thrones inspired, and also uh, covering the young child in blood. I was like, yeah. okay, okay. Yeah. I get the more mature themes they're going with, but again, Final Fantasy has always not been that. So it's it like hasn't. everything from in this game in my mind is like they're trying to distance themselves from older Final Fantasy. Be like, this is it's a like new the, Final Fantasy, yeah, which what if is it's the like wrong Final thing. Fantasy Junior. What <laughs> yeah, if, what it's if the there's a thing. Final Fantasy Junior now, yeah. and that's <sighs> the one for kids? Yeah, I don't know. I still think the game's going to be good. Like, yeah. I don't oh, hate yeah. it. Yeah, but like it, it's just weird choices that they're making for sure. Yeah, very weird. Yep. Most most definitely. <laughs> and I get like that they're and it's and it's again it's it's much to Game of Thrones where it's like women were using their sexuality as their power right. and like these yeah. two obviously know what they're doing and it's like okay like it's it's hard not to draw on mm-hmm. that. I just have to hope that Final Fantasy sixteen doesn't you know drop the finale as hard as game of thrones did. um yeah that's oh really the God. only thing we have to worry about so but we'll we'll see i yeah you yeah i have high hopes you, i do me too usually in final fantasy you wait like 80 hours for like the main character and the love interest to even just say they like each other and they just Hold pounded hands. us in the yeah, yeah they did. Just, <laughs> hand so, holding button so the real question then is they said 30 hours for the main story. If you do side missions, they said double that. So you're looking at 60 hours if you were to 100% it, which I don't think any of us will do. Maybe. 
So the real question is, this game comes out when? Friday? Thursday. Thursday? Uh, Thursday. Okay. 22nd. So put it out here from from all three of us. How long is it going to take us to get through this game day-wise? Not hours. Like, if you start playing Thursday, when are you going to have it done, do you think? A week? Two weeks? Less than a week? If we're looking hoping- at 30 to 60 hours. I'm thinking two weeks. Two weeks? Okay. Yeah. A week and a half for me. Okay. Uh, and With a 12-hour prob- session? <laughs> I was going to say, if if it really gets me, I will probably beat it in, in half a week. I You'll have it done by uh, next I'll, week when we record. I'll, I will probably <laughs> yeah. have it done by Wednesday if the game is as good as, like, you know, I – it could be, I guess. It's gonna come out Thursday. We're gonna we're gonna get on here to record on Sundays. Barry's gonna be like, I'm done. Yeah, <laughs> I already finished it. Yeah, I'm level done, yeah. one, level one hundred. I've done everything. <laughs> Le- level one hundred. Oh my god. <laughs> I don't know. I think like realistically, I would say probably two weeks for me. But then in the back of my mind, I'm like, you know, Yakuza is still floating there. So I think I'm gonna say. I think I'll say three weeks to be safe. I think I'll be the last one to finish it because I still have Diablo. Okay. Diablo is still standing there too. Yeah, yeah is. Diablo is. <sighs> too many games. Too many too games. Too many games. <laughs> too many cooks. Too many. Co- too many cooks. <laughs> yeah. That's. Uh, um, I was going to say that. That's it for my games this week. Okay. If you guys want to start talking about what you guys. Yeah. Play? Um. All yeah. right. So, Hypnospace Outlaw. I want to throw this one out there. Have either of you played this game? Okay, so it is on Game Pass. Um, I will preface this by saying if you're going to play it on Game Pass, please play it on PC. Don't play it on console. Um, Heard. If you don't know what the game is, so basically what this is, is you imagine yourselves back in the late 90s, early 2000s on your computer, right? Like Windows 98 type style. So when you're playing this game and you turn it on, it's going to make your monitor look like an old uh, you know, old computer. So that's why I'm saying don't play it on console because it kind of ruins the illusion a little bit. Um, okay. But the game is basically there is a, I don't know the best way to put it. If you think back to the days when people made their own websites on like GeoCities, if you remember GeoCities, um, it's like that. Your job is uh, to go through people's websites and look for banned content, whether it's like trademarked, uh photos um illegal contraband all that kind of stuff you're like digging through the internet and looking through all these things and trying to report these people and the more you do that you get money and you can spend money on different things there's a story in there as well um but it's such a fun game just to kind of mess around with and kind of remind yourself of like how it used to be um like when you first start the game it'll it runs like the little tutorial like on your desktop it'll be like double click on this and the tutorial is hilarious. Like the um, the video you watch is like that super awful, like 240p video with mm. the crappy sound. Oh, it's so good. So good. Um, so, yeah, like that one, I enjoy like going back and playing that every so often and like reading these websites that people made are just hilarious. Um, and just digging through and like, oh, this one's selling like a, firearms on their GeoCities website or something like that or drugs. Um, but yeah, it, it's a great game. Um, Definitely play it on PC if you can. I honestly think it would run on just about any PC, really. Um, you shouldn't have any issues, I wouldn't think. Um, the other one, uh, yeah, Learn Japanese to Survive. We can talk about that one. Let's talk. <laughs> 
So, Japanese. like I said, I am two over two years into Duolingo in Japanese. And the problem I was having is like, I know a lot of words and phrases in Japanese, but when you really break down trying to read Japanese, Duolingo does not teach you the the symbols yeah. at all. They just don't like they go with, you know, this is how you say, where's the bathroom or, you know, where's the hotel? Like I can do that. But I didn't like I want to be able to read. So I I had heard of this before. Learn Japanese to survive. It's like 20 bucks um, on Steam and you can get all three. There's three different ones because there's three different versions of symbols in Japanese. Um, so I started with the first one, the most basic one. There's like 44 characters to learn. Um, what works for me is they'll start you with like it's all presented in an RPG format. You think like Super Nintendo era RPG. Um, so you'll Love go it. back you go to the town and they're like, all right, we're going to teach you five symbols. They're going to start you off at the very beginning with the symbols for A, E, I, O and U, your vowels. Easy, right? So the first thing they're going to tell you is like, get a notebook, get a pen. I felt like I feel like I'm in school and it'll be like, all right, this is the symbol for A. Write it like four times. I'm like, OK, so if like this plays on camera, if you look at my thing, I have like all these symbols going here as I'm learning. Okay. It's kind of hard to see. Yeah. But like I'm getting I'm all trying right. to do that. And then once you're done with the lesson, you'll do a short little quiz and then you'll do like the RPG story. So you go out and your your battles and your boss battles are going to be these symbols. And in order to attack, you have to say what that symbol is. And if you pick the wrong one, you do zero damage. Pretty simple, right? But the gamifying of it makes it in my mind, like it sticks in my head easier now. So now okay. I'm looking at like, all right, very first one was just the five easy. All right, cool. I go back to the town and I'm like, all right, now, like once you get away from those vowels, Japanese starts breaking down into like, we don't do letters, we do sounds. So yes. like, all right, now we're doing ka, ki, ko, you know, and then like they gave me five more and I'm like, okay. And then they're like, all right, now in Japanese, if you add two symbols over those, those symbols that you just learned, it changes from a, a K sound to a hard G sound. So now I learned five more. Now go back out and, and do more battles. And now you have those 10 that you just learned, plus those initial five vowels in your like attack queue. And you have to pick the okay. right one. It's so simple. And it's like, seems like, yeah, somebody should have thought of this a long time ago. But any, our generation, I feel like anytime you can gamify something, we're going to like latch onto it a lot better than yeah. somebody like in a classroom trying to teach me these. So um, I, I think it's looking at like 10 to 20 hours to, beat this game and you should have like those 44 characters down by the end of it. Mm -hmm. And if I, once I get to that point, I can start actually reading Japanese and be like, okay, now I can read it. I may not know, like I can sound it out and be like, all right, that's this word. Maybe I don't know what that word is yet, but that's what Duolingo is for. So I feel like combining the two is going to get me a lot faster than it would have. Otherwise I'm trying to go to Japan and I don't want to go over there not knowing how to, carry on a conversation or even read things over there. Um, yeah. I don't know if there's these type of games for other languages. I'm assuming there probably should be. That was my I, question. I imagine for the most part, like most, um, most other languages use alphabet. That's very similar to right. like what the United States teaches. Mm -hmm. Japan is different. Uh, Ch uh, China is different. Right. Uh, I know Korean Me is different. Korean is different. Yep. Um, like Russian is also different. Like they don't use the regular alphabet, I guess right. that other other civilizations use. And even with um, 
like, and you guys know me, like with Spanish, it's all the same. You just add tildes and, uh, and, right. and, and other stuff to yeah. the top of it. So it's, it's different for those languages. That would make sense that at least there's one for Japanese because as well with them, they have older languages like kanji that is also a yes. little bit different, you know, difficult to read. Which so. is the third game. Like that's the, you know, they're like, you learn these two and then you can go to that third one if you really want to learn like the kanji older is apparently the Yeah, kanji yeah, is apparently weird. the most difficult. Right. Um, Interesting. Because I was, the whole reason I bought it was because I was trying to figure out like, all right, what's the next step besides just Duolingo? Like Duolingo is great. I do it every day. But like, how do I like make the jump to actually like learning a language instead of just these small phrases? And I even was like trying to figure out like, man, there's got to be a way that I could connect with someone in Japan and just like be able to talk to somebody. Haven't found that yet, yeah. but I'm sure there's something out there mm-hmm. where I could connect. And I feel like that would learn. I would learn even faster that way. Um, but that being said, like, there's so many more options to learn languages than there ever has been. And in my opinion, like I think it, it's a good idea for everybody to have at least two languages. Like I, my brain's old at this point, so it's going to be a lot harder than it would have been if I would have done this when I was 20, you know, or 15. Yeah. Um, so I feel like it's going to take me a lot longer, but like, I really want to be able to do it. I want to be able to carry on a full conversation with somebody or read a Japanese menu and be like, Oh, I know what all of that says. That'd be pretty cool. Um, will I get there? We'll see. But I'm like, I'm trying to put in all the effort that I can. I respect that. Just, yeah, just definitely make sure like if I can, if I can tell you one other thing, like it's also about customs and body language in Japan. Mm -hmm. And uh, look, I'll be the first one to admit, I've never been to Japan. I just watch a lot of videos about people going to Japan. (laughs) Cause I, I dream about also one day going to Japan. So it's like, I, I may not speak the language, but I know like all of the proper, you know, body language and stuff mm-hmm. that you do when talking to someone, uh, you know, who's older and things like that. So if they spoke Spanish, I, I could go to Japan right now. That's just <laughs> the case. And also, I mean, in all honesty, somebody going over to Japan now, like a majority of the population yeah. of Japan speaks English. There's English all over the place in Japan. So you can get by without knowing. It was just like a personal goal of mine to be like, I want to go there but I want to go there knowing that language. Yeah. At least experiencing it. Yeah. For the most part. Yeah. Authentically, like that changes the experience for you in a positive way. Most definitely, you know, Mm -hmm. but yeah, that's uh, that's what I played this week. All right, real quick. I'll go through my two other games. I'll start with the ghost trick demo. Um, Ghost trick was shown at the Capcom showcase uh, this past week. And, I was intrigued by the simplicity of it. It's essentially it's it's kind of modeled more after an older game, like an, on an older system. I would say maybe even like as early as Super Nintendos and Segas and such like that. But essentially, you, p- you play a gentleman who gets killed in the beginning of the game and he becomes a ghost. And the idea is before the night is over, he has to find out who killed him. So when he comes to in his spectral spiritual form, he sees the person who killed him, and he also sees a woman who is about to be killed by said man. So what it is essentially is utilizing your ghost form to manipulate objects in the environment that you can see to try to save, well, this first part, save this woman's life so that you can not only save her life, but you can also see who the government works for and so on and so forth. So it, it was an interesting enough concept for me to download the demo. 
Um, and as I played through it, it's like maybe a hour and a half demo. You do a, a specific portion with that woman. And then you, uh, later you make your way to different areas by going through phone lines. Cause that's one of your ghostly powers. <laughs> And you start to explore more and more about why you're dead and who is in charge of killing you or who called the hit. Um, what I can say about it is it does come out later this month. I am ex- I would be excited to purchase it if it was like maybe 15 or 20. I actually don't remember what the price is. The sound, the soundtrack is, is amazing. The soundtrack is uh, amazing. Um, it reminded me of what they keep trying to do with retro games now, where they create one that looks like it and they bring back what we would hear in the 90s slash early 2000s with like a really good game soundtrack. Um, and Eastward, I think, is like the last game that I played that really hammers that type of uh, musical feel home. But it's pretty cool. It's got an interesting cast of characters. It doesn't take itself seriously. Um, the main guy looks like Elvis if he was blonde. <laughs> okay. um, you know, he also kind of looks like a cross between that. Oh, there was a, a cartoon show on. Was oh this my God, a DS I can't remember. Game? I just saw that it had like a DS. Logo it was. Next to you. Okay. It, and it's it also was. 30 bucks. If you're wondering, 30 bucks. It's 30. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. So it, it was a DS game. It's um, it's done by the Ace Attorney the people who do Ace Attorney, sure. or at least Art the, style the gentleman. Art style is very familiar. That, yeah. That's where I'm seeing it from, yeah. Yeah. So I thought it was great. Um, they did enough in the Capcom show, showcase for me to try it. I don't know if I'll 30 bucket. If right. Final Fantasy wasn't coming out, I would probably do it. But And if I didn't have like other games I'm trying to beat. But <laughs> it's, defi- it's definitely something. Tears of the Kingdom. <laughs> Tears of the Kingdom. Um, yeah, but it's definitely something to keep on your radar. Um, the other one is the furry game. <laughs> uh Fuga 2 Fuja Fuga 2 Melodies yep. of Steel which apparently takes place a year after the first one in the game at least. Um as I was playing which this game I don't knowledge. Yeah. Both yeah. were on Game Pass too I saw. I um I I'm going to tell you two something. I started playing this game and I thought to myself why did I not just play Advance Wars? Because essentially what this game is it's not fully Advance Wars but you play a group of children, like like 10 to 12 children. They're stuck in a tank, like just a perpetually moving tank. And the it's a combination of building your rapport with the other children, upgrading the tank, and utilizing specific weaknesses of other weaponry that you fight in order to progress the story. The story is a Craig Snooze Fest. It's a <laughs> lot of text. <laughs> Yes, I find my I find myself pressing a lot of A to get past that on Xbox, um, but I did like the battle system because essentially you have machine guns which are coated in blue, you have grenade launchers which are coated in yellow, and you have like cannons which are coated in red, and whatever you fight has a weakness to certain things, And when you hit it with its weakness, you delay the enemy from attacking. So it's got that type of style to it. Um, As far as the traversal, it's a linear path with certain parts that you can actually deviate from to get better items. But it's it's got that. And I don't know if this is Advanced Wars that does it, but it's got that classic like map at the top with the boxes and your tank just moves and you could kind of go up or down at only certain parts. 
but it essentially takes you through the story itself with you having to do little there. Um, uh, the story is whatever. It's a bunch of kids. They're in a wartime version of their own world and they're, they don't like war like most people don't. So they're trying to use the tank in order to uh, create peace, which is what they did in the first one. Um, the story's not, didn't grab me the most. I kind of played it in the route that we talk about occasionally, actually more than occasionally on this podcast, where I needed something that wasn't intense. I just needed something that wasn't intense. And I will tell you two gentlemen that I wanted to actually play Ravenlock. Okay. Yep. I, I just I just clicked on the wrong one. And as the and as the game as the game was loading, I was like, I'm in this now. And that's and that and that's what I did. So yeah, it's engrossing point, enough. It's worth a shot. Yeah. Yeah. It is a relaxing game. Um yeah. there's nothing really crazy about it. And but definitely something to check out if you like if you like animals definitely they're all animals and they're all adorable and you don't want any of them to die which they can in the game if you don't make the right choices so there's that <laughs> all right decisions fire emblem permanent death decisions is what that sounded like too yeah yep yeah there's like a weird cannon you can use in the game which inevitably can help you in crazy situations destroy a boss easily but at the sacrificing of one of the kids lives but the cool mechanic is, is like once the gun becomes introduced in the story, if you get knocked, if your health gets knocked to a certain level, the cannon automatically activates. So you have okay. to balance your HP throughout battles because hmm. if you let it get too low, it automatically does it. And then you have to beat the enemy before you use the cannon. It's like the cannon will be used in 20 turns. All right. So now gotcha. I have to be. So like that's a cool mechanic. That's an interesting hmm. one. But hmm. other than that, medium game. Okay. 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 Movies this week, then movies and TV shows. Uh, for me, I have seen The Flash, and <laughs> I've also watched the first three episodes of Black Mirror. There's two more episodes. I need to get Ooh. Okay. Um, I just watched Extraction too. Okay. Um, you guys are going to be proud of me this week. I uh -oh. watched Renfield. Yeah. And I watched John Wick. Hey. <laughs> Those are two good movies let right me, there. Let me clarify for the people. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Where do we start? Um, I'll talk about The Flash. Sure. Oh, God, I'll start with that one, the hottest DC you movie. You really are on a roll with going to the theater, aren't you? You I'm are, trying. man. I'm trying. <laughs> uh, with The Flash, uh, kind of overall, like this definitely takes place after the Justice League. So Barry has an idea. It's really weird to say the name Barry. Uh, <laughs> now that I think about it. Yeah. Um, it's really weird to say that name out loud, considering it's also mine. But the uh, the Flash Barry, he kind of understands the speed force and learns that he can travel through time pretty much through, uh, you know, through will. He can just start to travel through time. And as we go along here, you know, you're going to get your crazy... Michael Keaton has already shown as Batman. He sh it showed that Barry has done something to change the timeline and Ben Affleck is not your Batman anymore. It is Michael Keaton in this movie. And to be fair, like I enjoy like I didn't grow up with Michael Keaton Batman. I grew up with George Clooney yep. and uh, Christian Bale Batman, but he's almost like a different universe. So I almost don't know if he counts. Yes. But you know, overall, what I can say here is I like the movie. It's definitely one of the better DC films in recent years. 
the CGI though kind of goes from I think what's good and then really really weird and uh, hmm. um and, and like blurry faces type. Like whenever they're traveling through time, it always looks good, but then like other stuff, um, like it's usually when the scenes aren't like a ton of action and stuff like that is when the CGI really starts to pop out. And I'm like, okay, that doesn't look as good or does it, you know, it's not as good as, you know, what the special effects were for, you know, quantum mania and that kind of thing other than Modor. We're not Modoc. We're not going to talk about him though. Um, (laughs) But I, I can say like, this is one of the better DC films and I enjoyed it, you know, for sure. There's a lot of fun stuff. I liked kind of, I kind of liked everything they did with the, you know, everybody right now is going for the multiverse. Even Transformers is going for the multiverse. Mm-hmm. So um, everybody hot. is trying to combine, you know, their franchises in a way. Flash is fairly self-contained, all things considering, uh, with like the multiverse and things like that. It gives you an idea of what it is. There's a lot of shout outs, so a couple cameos to the older Flashes, older Supermans, older Batmans right. on top of it. So there's like enough callback for a lot of people to enjoy, but I also think there's a lot of new stuff um, that people will find to enjoy themselves as well. I should mention too, like Ezra Miller personally, yes, what he's done in his personal life, he is a you know he's a piece of crap. Mm-hmm. Uh, he need you know, hopefully he's getting help that I guess his agents claim he's getting, but y- you know overall I I thought he actually did a good performance of playing is, you know, him in one universe and him in another universe and kind of flopping back and forth between the two personalities. Uh, Michael Keaton is almost used as like a, just an action set piece for the most part. I think it's really hard to make flash action sequences like grounded or not end in five seconds because he's so fast. But, yeah. uh, you know, it feel, definitely feels like, you know, Michael Keaton's Batman is the action star because he's, uh, He's the one that's more grounded in reality because he's the human of everybody. Yeah, right. But again, overall, I enjoy the movie. The flat, the the Flash is the one of the is one of the better DCU movies I've seen in a long time. Good. Fair enough. Uh, would you guys plan on seeing it at all? Not in theaters. Yeah. Not in theaters. Yeah, I'll right. watch it when it comes out. Um, uh, yeah, that's it, on me too, though. Like, Flash was never one of my favorite. Sorry. Right. Never one of my favorites, you yep. know, in comparison to others. So. I only like him because his name's Barry. I'm going to be completely true. honest with you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I was kind of torn on this one. Um, it's funny because, like, I, I had read something the other day that was like, oh, the, the reviews are horrible. And then I look up the reviews and, like, it's at a 67, but it's at, like, an 86 for audience. So that's not mm-hmm. bad at all. Um, I did see that it's not doing very well money-wise for opening weekend but yeah that's probably to be expected um yeah i I mean if you were to tell me like 10 years ago a flash movie is going to come out the same weekend as a pixar movie i would say the pixar movie is probably going to win but like elementals flopping too so i don't know if people are just like not interested in either one uh elemental is one that i'm like i'll watch that when it's on disney plus and like i feel the same way about flash like uh once it's streamed, i'll do. check it out yeah dc like that dc universe is so hard like until we get that hard reset which i think this the flash movie is the last one right the last movie in the old dc yeah, universe before it, james gunn uh, takes over i will say it does do so does do some crazy stuff at the end yeah. like stuff i didn't expect and i get it's going for that shock factor 
right uh at the moment but yeah you're right this is supposed to be the reset yeah so like now james gunn can come in and officially take control and do what he wants like blue beetle i think is supposed to be his first like this mm. is the new dc universe like that looks interesting too yeah blue um, beetle i thought looked interesting yeah. as well like i might check that one out in theaters we'll see i don't know like anything about that superhero but it looks cool yeah uh, then for me, Black Mirror, the first three episodes, uh, I'll kind of just go over them pretty, uh, pretty quickly. I definitely think the first episode out of the three is the best one. Stars Selma Hayek, some other actress. But it's all about like, um, like it, it almost is like metaverse type stuff where what's happening is uh, Joan is the character's name. Her life is being recorded and then played by another actress. And then it's shown the same day on Streamberry, the <laughs> Netflix, uh, you know, uh, copycat in um, in this universe. So like and then they they start to, you know, everybody kind of thinks Joan is an awful person because it's they're navigating her life and like showing her as she is. And, you know, she just fired someone, blah, blah, blah. And then Selma Hayek. Like the, how the how the conflict kind of arises is Joan is tired of them using her likeness. And apparently, according to the terms and conditions that she did not read, <laughs> uh, Streamberry is allowed to do this. So they they end up doing this. And, you know, she finds a way around it and, you know, makes Selma Hayek do terrible things, you know, like crap in a church and things <laughs> like that. So then Selma Hayek meets our character. And then it's kind of all this more metaverse stuff that. I, I don't want to spoil for anybody like that's kind of the main broad strokes of it. I definitely think that's the best episode out of the three I've watched. There's Lock Henry, which is kind of this murder documentary that ends up going a little bit askew, uh, but fairly predictable in my mm -hmm. eyes. And then there's kind of the biggest episode I think that they're trying to hype up, which is the one with Aaron Paul and uh, him and another hey, actor. They mm -hmm. are what? what's his name? Uh, there's Aaron Paul, Kate Mara, and I can't remember who the third one yes. is in that. Yeah, mm -hmm. but what it is is those two people are astronauts in space, and in order to spend time with their families, they are given surrogate bodies like robots. <laughs> um, main thing there is one of the rest is one of the astronaut surrogate bodies end up getting destroyed, and then Aaron Paul lets his co you know space guy use his surrogate body. Um, in order to kind of get a feel for Earth again after a terrible tragedy happens with the surrogate body. So uh, that one is like the longest. Definitely feels like it goes on for too long. And in the end was also quite predictable. Like I liked Black Mirror um, just because it was it, it's a different take and they did things I didn't expect. You know, like still one yeah. of my favorite episodes is the one where the two friends and it's the one starring Anthony Mackie and they're playing that fighting game in that vr like that mm -hmm. one i liked because it was a weird sort of take on vr um there was where these ones so far have been quite uh predictable but again the first one joan is awful is probably my favorite one so far but we i expect you guys to watch to be watching it eventually as well there are five episodes this season probably tonight and i am okay with thinking that they're never gonna make like another white bear <laughs> Or because like if we're talking about unpredictability, White Bear is an episode that comes to mind uh, that blew a lot of people away, including myself. It's one of my favorites. Um, USS Callister, 
mm-hmm. is one of the is one of the better ones in recent memory. Besides, I, I I agree with you that VR one did have an interesting take, um, and Miley didn't do bad in the one that she was in either. That was no. that was an interesting enough, but I it's not. I hope they can get some type of Black Mirror first second the season or like the winter episode with John Hamm like kind of flare back because like I've been following these, these, these episodes. I like black mirror for what they do. So I can't wait to watch mm-hmm. these. That's fair. That's all I watched. Your guys' turn. Um, yeah. Extraction two. Uh, Barry, I know you watched the first one, right? Yep. And I will watch the second one. Did you watch the first Ooh, one? Craig? Okay. I didn't. Okay. Um, yeah. Chris Hemsworth getting to be somebody who's not Thor, <laughs> but still in an action movie. Um, this one takes place pretty much right after the end of the first one. Um, they kind of I mean, they really did kind of set up that first one at the end like he was not coming back. Right. Like this was a self-contained movie. So when they said they're coming out the second one, I was like, All right, I don't know how that's going to work. But they they find a way and they are making a third one, I guess. Um, what I'll say is it's it's kind of more the same. This is a straight action movie. Um, I'm a sucker for those one take action scenes like John Wick does. Um, there's a one take action scene in a prison yard. That's like really cool. Um, I can appreciate they do some different things that I haven't seen in an action movie, um, specifically like using heavy weaponry, like grenade launchers and that kind of stuff in ways that I haven't really seen done in an action movie. Like when you think about like a grenade launcher and it can just be like that can like just decimate everything seeing him like take it and just decimate everything. I'm like, oh yeah, they usually don't do that. They'll, they'll like shoot it once. Um, and this one, he shoots it like eight times, like he uses every single one and just like completely blows everything up. That's cool to me. Um, there is a kind of centers around. He has to go save his, uh, his wife has a sister and kids and he's going to save them this time, get them out of a prison and take them away. Um, the, the kid who plays the son um, does such a good job of making you hate him that like I have to give him props, right? Like he's kind of torn um, there. He's going in to break this family out of prison because um, his dad is kind of the leader of like a not a mafia, but like a militia. And he has his family in prison with him and he doesn't want them to leave prison. So he goes in to break them out and the kid's kind of torn of like, do I still love my dad? Do I still have my dad or do I? go with my mom that kind of thing and like he makes some decisions that you're like man i hate you and then i have to kind of step back and be like that's actually well done for me to absolutely despise this kid so much (laughs) be like you you did what you were supposed to do because i hate your guts um but yeah it's it's a super entertaining just like the first one like i would have paid to see this in theaters and it's crazy to me that this is just like a random netflix movie that they just make um because i feel like i don't use netflix very much anymore like i don't get too excited about shows besides stranger things i guess wednesday is one of them and like this is like the movie every time like extraction was good i'm there for extraction two i'll be there for extraction three you know keep giving chris hemsworth stuff to do so 100 percent a watch for sure they got to justify that 15 dollar a month (laughs) pricing right Remember when it was like eight? I do. Yeah. Pepperidge Farm remembers. They definitely remember. <laughs> um, all right. So for me, there's Renfield and John Wick Four. Pretty a pretty big week for me. Um, when we're thinking about it. Yeah. Um, Renfield. Uh, so 
the trailer does a good job describing the movie. So what I'll talk about is what I really took away from the movie. So I really, I really enjoyed like the Nick tandem that they had. Um, so obviously you have Nick Cage and you have Nicholas. What's his last? Is it Holt? Holt. Is that how you yeah. say? Yeah. Holt. So I really liked their tandem um, of him being just this person who is having this psychological and literal hold to his to his Dracula, Dracula boss. And what I really liked throughout the movie is how they kept tying in mental health. So besides the comedy, the comedy is fantastic. I'll get to that in a second. But what they really kept tying in was him going back to these meetings where he's where he's talking about this person that's a narcissist that he's not able to get away from and the, the, the comedy and the actual seriousness of him speaking like, yeah, I'm talking about Dracula. Everybody else is having a different issue, but with a narcissist or somebody who's controlling their, their life themselves. And throughout the movie, him and Aquafina's great in it as well. And there's jabs that keep going back to psychology um dedication to someone when there shouldn't be when there's an abusive relationship and it's it's just really interesting to see i um i bowed in a cage man <laughs> yeah <laughs> he's great I, I i don't know what to say anymore besides he's I, like i've run i've run out of adjectives to describe his acting style over these years and it's just amazing he's just great um <laughs> He plays a great Dracula, as you probably can tell. He plays a menacing guy. He's got the facial expressions for it. He's got the the dry delivery when need be, but then also the uh, the angry, uh, emotion filled delivery when he needs to as well. Um, I I think they did a great job casting. My boy John Ralphio from Parks and Rec was in there as well, doing his thing. I freaking love that dude. I really he's so funny in that and in this one it, it was interesting having seeing him play like a mob like person in general um and uh it, it's just it's a great it's a great watch everybody should take a look at that one it's currently streaming i believe on peacock um it's reached that part of the agreement where it's out of the theaters long enough <laughs> yep. where you can see it yeah. now which is why which is how i saw it but uh definitely great one um nick cage is having a year already um, so the other one is John Wick four, probably top two movies for me this year. I don't know. Yeah. I watch less movies. I think than, than you guys do. I think that's one of the things I need to work on continuously. Cause I just <laughs> play, I play so many games, man. I need to find a balance, but John Wick delivered, you know, you look at the runtime and if you're the outsider looking in, like I approached John Wick originally the way I approached Snakes on a Plane. I saw the title and I was like, this is corny. Like, it's just another, like you look at John Wick, it just sounds like another action movie until you watch them. And it's the same thing with the fourth one. Uh, things that I loved in John Wick 4. Th the color, like we were talking about earlier, every location that they went to in this movie was beautifully shot beautifully done uh the the japanese like embassy or anytime they were actually in japan or what am i thinking of the continental sorry the japanese continental was fantastic 
I was waiting for the scene that you were talking about, Craig, with the many stairs. And like when we got to it, I was like, Leanne, we have to watch this. Craig talked about it. <laughs> the top and, down. And what the top the top oh my god. <laughs> the the best scene in John yep. Wick Four, for those of you who have seen it, you know exactly what we're talking about, is the top down part. Yep. And they did it so well. I like when action movies have that one take nature and i like as a watcher now and daredevil actually did this to me for some reason daredevil did and birdman did this to me is trying to find if it is a one take or not or like if they're if they're utilizing multiple cameras or if they're cutting and going like i enjoy doing that now as a movie watcher and that was part of john wick four for me but that top-down move where he was going from room to room and really just tearing people up as he does in John Wick was fantastic. Great casting as always. Um, you know who stole the show for me? Hmm. Nobody. Mr. Yep. Nobody. Yep. Great. Uh, um, I wasn't expecting a character like that. They had him and they had um, Kane, which is fantastic. Yep. You know, your classic, your classic blind guy in a movie mm-hmm. that could just own everybody. But like what they did as an interesting take, um, is the doorbell scene mm-hmm. like the the motion sensor doorbell scene was very interesting yep and also i don't know how you felt about bill Skarsgård as a frenchman but like i didn't mind his accent or yep. like his i thought his performance was great i i recognized his eyes and like in the first scene where they show bill Skarsgård, you don't see his entire face you just see his eyes and that at, at this point in an actor he has such a, a distinguishable face that I was like, is that who I think it is? You know, so like there's there's a lot going on. It's a great film. It doesn't feel like two and a half hours. Spoiler alert, it is two and a half hours or so, two hours and 40 I think minutes. It's three. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Three Depen- hours. Yeah. Uh, shows how time did not <laughs> yeah. play a factor in my in my watch through. But it's it's a great flick. And I'm probably going to watch it maybe two or three times in the next year, which is big for me, you know, because rewatching is, is there's so many things to watch. So. Uh, definitely a great, fantastic so, movie. The real question, though, is we, top five action movie of all time? Because I think it is. That's a tough answer. At the pres- yeah, at the present moment, yes. Yeah. I'd have to go through, I have to go through the library of action <laughs> films. But right. what's great is we are going to be talking about this flick in in our year reviews, right. and that would be a time again to, th- to to bring up that question so we can sure. discuss it a little further. But right now, I would say yeah. I would yeah. I would say yeah right now. Yep, I agree. Perfect. I'll be watching that next week or this week here because I have the Blu-ray. But we want to thank everybody for watching our podcast. This will be the end of the podcast, so thank you guys for listening. If you feel so inclined, please make sure to review it on your podcast listening platform of choice and share with a friend you think that might like it. If you are watching on YouTube or... No, yeah, if you're watching on YouTube, please make sure to like and subscribe. We appreciate all the support we get, and comment below with how the Final Fantasy 16 demo is mid, and we're just, you know, <laughs> hyping it up far too much. Or how any yeah. of the other takes that we have are terrible, like, you know, Starfield needs to be at 120 frames, or something like that. That's a terrible but, take. <laughs> <laughs> but we appreciate, again, that everybody watches and supports us, and we will see yeah. you guys next time, Good week. See you later. Bye, guys.